He says that the fool knocked him out of his armor. <laughs> He's wearing full armor. I don't see what the problem armor, is. Armor, legs, helmet. How does falling? <laughs> How many times, right? Have you like you've fallen over and then all your clothes are just constantly? <laughs> Hey everyone, Louis from the pod here. Just a quick word of warning that this episode contains some naughty language. If that's not your thing, then it might be worth finding a slightly better behaved pod. If it is your thing, enjoy this hot episode of Steaming Podcast. Much love. Talk, 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 and two sugars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Talk and Two Sugars, the weekly podcast that keeps you up to date with absolutely nothing. Um, joining me this week, as per always, I have with me Louis. Hey, everyone. Uh, Wayne. Hello. And Adisa. Dude! <laughs> <laughs> um, how's everyone doing this week? How are you all been? Totally tranquil and bodacious, dude. Me and Rob both took a long swig of drink when Elisa said that. <laughs> it's one. Of, it's, it's the beginning of those one of those podcasts that you could tell is going to be a really long night. <laughs> it just feels like it's going to be a long one. Same as every week. <laughs> yeah, you did all right, Wayne. Yeah, yeah, all good. Cool. What about you, Adisa? Other than bodacious and totally rad. Um. Yeah, I'm good. I'm. 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 I'm good. I'm a. Uh, Looking forward to getting stuck into this movie, as you might have noticed. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. How are you, Robert? I'm all right, thanks. Thanks for asking. To be honest, um, <laughs> I, I'm. I, you know, we'll get to the movie. I'm surprised Adiso is actually so into it because obviously it's not bad kung fu and aliens. So being a bad kung fu alien guy, I wasn't expecting you to be excited, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to the movie. Uh, but we'll, we'll kick off as we always do with some uh, with some news. 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 So the big news this week it was announced last week is obviously the big reveal of the uh, the PlayStation Five. Uh, yeah. People got very very excited about it. The internet blew up. Um, you know, yeah, graphic. You can say a lot about the graphic capability, say a lot about the speed, but ultimately, uh, I think what everyone's really taken aback by is the fact that it looks like um, a, an old virgin media box um, with two sheets of paper laid over it. Uh, <laughs> have you guys had a, a, a look at it? What, what are your thoughts on the on it? I've seen a shit ton of good memes. Um, yeah, probably best not to share all of them. I know I've shared a few of them with Robert. Um, yeah, it looks silly, but I don't mind that. Um, yeah, I'll, apart from the fact that it looks gigantic, that's the only thing that's put me off it. Um, yeah, I saw a few pictures where people were um, estimating the size of it based on the disk drive, which makes it seem like I'll have to move everything off one of the shelves on my little TV stand. So the, the PS5 stand now, but that's not going to stop me from buying it. I, I was going to say, um, it does look really big. I don't know if you saw the new Xbox thing as well, which looks... Uh, I don't know if that's like an official release launch thing um, or just something that's been teased on the internet, but that also looks quite big and also quite a different shape to anything that's come before, other than like a GameCube maybe. The Series X is just... It's just a block, isn't it? It's like a, a traditional yeah. PC. Um, but Xbox X. I've not seen it. 
You know, see it. Yeah. X. Is is it is it clearly an X or does it look like um like ten? Because um, oh no, Series X. It, okay, fine. Yeah. Because I was talking to someone about this the other day, and they went, "Do you reckon that the Xbox Ten might be better than the PS Five?" And I had to explain that there has not been ten Xboxes. <laughs> <laughs> there were also not three hundred and fifty nine before the three sixty came out. So. Uh, and it went back down to one. Uh, no, the Xbox Series X, yeah, it's a, it's just, it's just a cube essentially, a long cube. It's a bit like a PC, a traditional PC. But if you compare the sizes of those, the uh, Xbox Series X is about the same size um, as a current PlayStation Four. Okay. But the mm-hmm. uh, PS Five is about three inches, four inches taller than a current PS Four. Oh wow! So it's it's quite yeah. a beast. It's it, yeah, it's going to take up a lot of space. Um, Apparently, it's it, heat sinks mainly. Yes, just to keep it cool. Yeah. So it that's the kind up. of size that means you've got to change. Um, you've got to change your uh, what's it? If you've got like a cabinet for for it or whatever, yeah, yeah that yeah. could completely wreck your setup. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. You're gonna be loving. Ah. <laughs> Special PS5 branded display units. Yeah. Uh, it's also the fact that I mean, in my, in my opinion, I'm happy for you guys to, to shout at me, um, but it it doesn't look great. Um, a size aside, I, I'm not a big fan. And we talked about this previously in a previous pod, but I'm not a big fan of the white and black look they've got yeah. going on. When, yeah. when, when we talked about this before, it was the um, the controller had been leaked, and we yeah. kind of said we kind of came to the conclusion that it was all a big marketing hoax thing. They weren't really going to have it in white. They'd release the new one, the the actual one, and it'd be it'd be all black. Are they not listening to the pod? <laughs> <laughs> you know as well as I do that the only people that listen to this pod are North Koreans and <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> if you're listening, Mike, hope you've had a good week. <laughs> uh, I did also read that it's meant to be like really customizable. Um, so I think the idea is that you can like I think I think those side panels might come away, and I think you might so be able to buy the them point? to keep over. I don't know. So the Xbox 360 had this where you could get like really customizable shells that would go over it. Yeah. So I think that's something they're looking at as an idea. When they were asked about the aesthetic, the um, I think the head of marketing for Sony said it was something to do with making it as future-proof as possible for the 2020 and beyond. The future's butters, man. <laughs> it, yeah, it looks like someone's opened a white jacket and is wearing a black t-shirt underneath. But yeah, what yeah. can you do? Uh, moving so on. Oh, of course you should buy it. I mean, what else am I going to do? <laughs> buy an Xbox? <laughs> well, basically. I've seen loads of memes about um, how to get your significant other to buy it for you. Oh, yes. Yeah. So when, when your girlfriend tells you joke and things like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Take a tip. <laughs> Maybe that'll be what we can all get for Christmas is our significant others buying us PlayStations. Um. Yeah, moving on from um, from PlayStation and following in Adidas's footsteps from last week and taking the news global. Um, a, a, in Vienna, a, a man was fined 500 euros for a provocative fart in front of police officers. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm, just, I'm gonna uh, I'll read I'll read my notes that I've taken in my um, ever so manly minions uh, notebook <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we can discuss afterwards so uh, officers had to defend the decision uh, that they made uh, putting it under an offence with public decency uh, the man said uh, it, they said that the man wasn't cooperating um, leading up to the incident 
This is a direct quote now. He was sitting on a park bench before getting up, looking over at us, and letting go a massive intestinal wind with full <laughs> intent. Full intent to do what? To, to Poison? Uh, to show respect. <laughs> so that, that's, that, that is actual news. That, that is happening. Yeah, 500 euros, 475 quid-ish uh, for fighting at the police in a, in, a menacing, in a menacing way. Did you get this from the... Um... The Google story thing that Adisa got from <laughs> no, 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 I did some actual hardening in journalism for this. Um, so I, for out, any, I flew out to Vienna. Any new listeners, any new listeners to the pod, we are very highbrow, as you may have noticed. And, uh, so what happened after he got, like, has he been, tro- is, is he going to jail? Is, there, is it just, oh no, you said it's a fine. He's been, issued, a fine. The, yeah, he's been issued the fine and he basically, basically he, he appealed it. 500 euros. That's a lot, man. It's a lot. You consider the fact that in the early stages of coronavirus, you were getting charged like 100 quid for being outdoors, possibly spreading a disease. But this guy stood up and gone at the police and they've gone wallop, 500 euros. What did he say? Intestinal wind. He was sitting on a park bench before That's getting up, break. looking at us and letting go <laughs> a massive intestinal wind with full intent. All right, well, let's let's break it down. Let's break it down. So he, he's let go of this intestinal wind. So that um, he's he's polluting. He is. Um, he's, he's going he's... back to his law days. <laughs> Putting that to he's, degree to good use. He's causing out a. <laughs> he's causing a public disturbance. Yep. Um He's wasting police time. Um, not not really. They didn't like he away. farted. They're wasting their own time. Uh, it depends how bad that smell was. You can't. Some yeah. things they linger. You can't walk away, even outdoors. I mean, do we? Do we clothes. Did he follow <laughs> through? Uh, there was no um, no word say. on whether or not he so we, followed okay. through. Okay, so we can't say he was fly tipping. No. All you've got so far is pollution of sound <laughs> and nasal cavity. Fine. What What are they uh, actually doing for? For public disorder. Public disorder. Pu- public yeah, disorder offending offense. public decency. Uh, and that, I didn't even. I didn't even say that one. Yeah. So, it's, so yeah, it seems if you, I mean, I, it's the intent. It's like, how do you determine a man walking past you and just like letting go? He and popped up one intent. leg. He lifted one of his legs off. <laughs> and what, straight, was it, you can see it in his brow. Like, was it on him? Did he like aim his ass at them? And like, the jacket moved a little bit with the force. And they were like, ah. And like, Wayne says, caught in their clothes. They got to go home now. Got to wash that uniform. They're not going to get the deposit back. <laughs> I like that he's got. I like to think that at the same time he had, you know, one of those like laser pins that you can put on your key, your keychain. So his trousers were tight, and the laser pointed directly at one of them when like he popped his leg up, like a sniper, a long distance gassing. Um, but move, so we'll move away from 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 Vienna, and we'll come to something a little bit closer to home in Carlisle. Um, so this is the story of a man, Ian Bell, fifty-five. Uh, who was absolutely furious. He was livid. He was so angry um, that he was he was refused service at a KFC drive through uh, when he turned up in a horsing cart. He, again, a, a, a quote from the man himself, I queued behind some cars and was about to order a bargain bucket when all of a sudden this manager came out and said, you're not allowed through here. So, so he went to McDonald's instead. Um, and he's angry. Yeah. Yeah, McDonald's were fine with it. They were like, "Here's your Big Mac," um, which again he quotes in the new, in the article. He says they, they had no problems with that. They just saw me through. He says it's discrimination of those who uses horse and carts. 
Um, oh, a big uh, bong and bucket fans. In KFC's yeah. response, I don't know if it was on Twitter, just said, hold your horses. Nah. Bitch. Nah. You gotta give it to KFC now. <laughs> Um, so what do you think do you think they should have served him they 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 said that it was putting at risk health and safety of the other customers by having essentially having a horse near the window Uh, he did say that the horse was very friendly I think the phrase was friendly as a goose which is an odd uh, odd, odd phrase but I like this guy sort of the animals popular Carlisle phrase there so yeah very, Um, very friendly do you think you should have served him? I mean, McDonald's had no issue. This, I, I feel like it doesn't matter what you're in, as long as it's like a vehicle of some kind, just serve the person. Because you know, you always see like somebody with like a cardboard car yeah. going past the driveway, or they're in like one of those red and yellow like kids' cars, mm. and yeah. like some students think it's really funny. Yeah. Just serve the person, like for fuck's sake. Like yeah. they were in line. Just laugh about it, serve the person, and then yeah. get the line moving. I've I've tried to walk through a drive-through. When I was at uni, we were on a night out, and there was a McDonald's that had closed, but the drive-through was open. So we were like, "Yeah, well, we'll just try and and they wouldn't they wouldn't weren't having it." But I, I'd, I'd love to know what the rules are. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was a horse and cart is fine. I feel like um, similar to one of Adisa's stories last week with the with the pizza boxes. I feel like this is something he's tried to get in the paper himself. <laughs> yeah. Like he's yeah. he's like, I'm yeah. gonna go, I'm gonna purposefully take my horse and car and go to every restaurant until one of them refuses me, and then I'm gonna call the Carlisle Gazette and get <laughs> John Carroll down to tell my story. I uh, I, I agree. Yeah, no one cares. No one else cares. He did say that he's um, excited to see whether or not it works in a Burger King. Um, so I will follow up. Uh, with with that news as it breaks uh, in following podcast, uh, one final uh, we'll, we'll call it news. It's not really news. It's more of uh, of an opinion that someone shared. Um, I'm going to read this to you. I want your reactions to it, and then maybe we can follow up on it at a different point. Maybe it can be a different thing. But this is um Ali Plum of the of the BBC Radio One. Uh, he does screen time. And he is given his top five animated Disney uh, movies in a list. Wait, where is this guy from? Sorry? Uh, BBC Radio 1 Screen Time. So it's going to be bad. It's definitely going to be wrong. So it's definitely going to be wrong. I'm going to read the list. I want you to tell me how wrong it is because it is wrong. I've read it. Um, (laughs) Frozen Frozen 2. (laughs) <laughs> the remake of Dumbo. No, go on. Maybe get, yeah, get your opinions on it. And like I say, maybe at a later date we can come back and we can give our own uh, uh, top fives. Yeah. So is, number sorry, five. Sorry, sorry, before you read this, is this all Disney movies? There's no like classification, like these are the best um, are the animated or the best live This action. is the best Disney. animated Disney film. Animated, okay. okay. Got it. Uh, released in the past two decades, not of all time. Okay. Um, so number five, Emperor's New Groove. Number four, Frozen. Number three, Tangled. Number two, Moana. Yeah. Number one, Zootopia. Huh. <sighs> okay. It's, it's, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. No. no me neither. I'm trying to... The, the, the last two decades is throwing me off. Yeah, same. Yeah. Because a lot of my, my top five are basically all in the 90s. It's also quite difficult to um, split Disney away from Pixar. Yeah, that is... Yeah. So maybe maybe Disney just haven't um, haven't released that many movies. It's but, hot, yeah. I think uh, 
Wreck It Ralph is that Pixar? Wreck It Ralph. That's, no Disney. That's I think that's Disney. Disney. That's Disney. So yeah. I mean, that, that for me that would have been in there. Definitely would have had Wreck It Ralph in there. I'm just thinking, I've not seen Tangled. I think that's the I'm, only one I've yeah. not seen. I've not seen Zootopia. I've heard really good things. Zootopia is good. Is it? Yeah. 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 The thing, the twenty-year thing is, yeah, the two-decade thing that makes it really difficult because I'm not entirely sure what was made that, in the nineties before yeah. 1999. So I've yeah. got um, uh, Disney Plus open, yeah, and just kind of flicking through to uh, some other options, I suppose. So yeah, uh, Wreck It Ralph and the sequel, Ralph Wrecks, Ralph breaks the internet. Sorry, mm. uh, Tangled. There'll be a couple of Toy Stories in there, I thought. That's Pixar. Uh, that's Pixar, yeah. Oh, is that Pixar? Yeah. yeah. Is that not Disney Pixar? Is this... I don't, I don't yeah, know Yeah, but where. I suppose it's... So they're seen as different that's, things. That's what's though. confusing about it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough, fair um, enough. Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm checking it. Well, no. Big Hero 6. Not seen it. Bolt. Uh, Bolt was terrible. Bolt was bad. Yeah. I'm not even seeing it. I'm not... It. Yeah, I'm... Yeah. John Travolta's a dog. Nah, I'm like... <laughs> and then there was that film they made where he played a dog. Um, I, I think that's a lot of. But yeah, so something to consider. Maybe next week on the on the news we can we can bring it up again. Maybe it can follow on, say from like a, like Louis challenge that he was set last yes. week by Adisa, yes. uh, and it doesn't fit in anywhere else. So he might as well bring it up in the news. Uh, this week's news is that Louis can't do it. Um, ah, I would. I would all right. Email, that is that is the news. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. And I will, even if you've not even tried, I want you to tr- give it your best can now. I, right, can I read the lyrics before you play it? Of course. It? Yeah, yeah. While okay. I find the song. No, as in like, can I, I've got them up. Can I read them out loud? I have tried this throughout the week. It is okay. impossible. It can't be. They did it. I'm not <laughs> Quantum Jump. Uh, I'm glad you said that because I couldn't remember what they were called. All right. Here we go. Quantum Jump. I feel like so, they might so... have had a studio to help them do it so listener this is um so last week as uh, part of our review or for the review we watched the adams family the 2019 uh, version which is currently on netflix uh, and there's a, a song in there it's part of the soundtrack called the lone ranger by quantum jump and adisa set the challenge uh, which i've foolishly took up um <laughs> to recite uh, the first kind of seven seconds which as i have mentioned is impossible yes all right, so you say, but right, here we go. So it's, it's, it's this. Go, Lou. Those aren't words. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it, I'm going to look up the lyrics. I, I have, I have it. I have the lyrics up here from Genius, obviously, the uh, premier lyric uh, finding website. Okay. Whoa. So it is literally Tau Taumata Waka Tangi Hangi Akaho Tamati Turi Puka Puka Kapiki Mungaharu Nuki Poki Wenu Takinatahu something else. Oh lord. Alright. It was like I was listening to it again, to be honest. Do we give him a pass or does Louis have to try again next week? And do it in seven seconds. I think Louis has to keep going until he gets it. Perfect. Agreed. Um, it's going to be a long old pod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with that, we end another week of totally riveting and completely up to date news. Do you conspiracy? The variety section.
Right, so uh, regular listeners to the pod, um, you might have noticed that in the last couple of weeks, we've kind of stepped away from doing myths, uh, legends, conspiracies, that sort of thing. And this week, uh, I'm also going to try something a bit different. Uh, I am... Is it about aliens? It's not about aliens or kung fu. Is it about kung fu? (laughs) Kung fu. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Although, I regret not working that in somehow. We'll see if we can can squeeze it in. But uh, what I've done this week is uh, I've gone through a thread, a Reddit thread that you uh, you might be familiar with. The uh, Am I the Asshole thread on oh, Reddit. Nice. Yeah. So I anybody like anybody that doesn't know, uh, Am I the Asshole is, uh, I guess, a thread on Reddit where people uh, go to, I guess you could say, confess things that they've said or done and to find out, yo, am I, am I a yeah. bad guy? Have I done the wrong thing? Should I have said that? Am I the Asshole? And uh, I'm going to go through a few and we can kind of... I guess, see where we land, um, arsehole or not. First one, am I the arsehole for calling my co-worker chunky after she repeatedly calls me slim and makes references to my weight after I asked her multiple times not to? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to very quickly skim through their, their little confession here. Although, to be fair, <laughs> the, uh, the title kind of says it all, but uh, I'll, oh yeah, I'll skim through it. So I have a female co-worker who repeatedly calls me out regarding my weight. I'm female and very thin. Uh, she is very overweight. All the time she makes comments about my weight. She doesn't call me by my name. She calls me slim. And I even heard her say one time, go ask toothpick. And she has said, lo- she has said stuff like, you need some meat on your bones and you need to eat. I have only worked there eight days. I've asked her very nicely to stop. Yesterday, I asked her to stop calling me slim again, and she basically said it's her mouth and she can say what she wants. Today, when she said, morning, slim, I replied, morning, chunky, and she got upset and actually started crying. Everybody here at work, there's only six of us in total, (laughs) is saying I'm wrong and I should apologize because being called fat is different than being called skinny because being called skinny is a compliment. I said, as long as she calls me slim, I will call her chunky and now I'm the bad person. Am I the asshole if I don't apologize? The owner, stroke manager, has completely ignored the situation, saying it's a high school issue and we should figure it out. She brought up my weight, so I brought up hers. What do you reckon? Is this person an asshole? There's a lot to unpack here. Yes. There is There is a bit to unpack. What, um, it, where do you want it, to start? It, it's tough. So, it, so the woman that... It, I'm just going to call her Chunk. Chunk. <laughs> so Chunk. <laughs> Sounds like an asshole in her own right. Yep. Yes, she doesn't sound like mm. she's a particularly nice person yeah. outside of being chunked. <laughs> but they're so jolly, Robert. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> depends. If she's had a meal. <laughs> We're not fat shaming, by the way. God. Just taking a piss. Uh, I couldn't if I wanted Robert to. In last I'll tell you that. Pod. We're gonna get fucking complaints. Um, slim. Mm. Not not shady. Uh. I, I think in this situation, she is being an asshole. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in general, people that are slim don't tend to be as picked on as people that are fatter. Yeah. So she's probably, yeah. she's probably, probably part of the reason she is being an asshole too slim is because she's larger and she's probably being called out on it probably didn't make her feel particularly good. And you should rise above that mm. shit and not uh, and not be it. And also, yeah. Chunk is a much worse... Yeah, I was thinking that. Because... Name ...to call a person a toothpick. Well, the thing is, so, yeah. so toothpick is an insult. I'd say maybe skinny is an insult. Slim, I don't think, carries the same connotations. It's not bad. I think... I think s- it... Yeah. 
I, I think people it depends. Use it positively. Mm. People do use it positively. I think it depends on how she feels. I think it depends on how Slim Shady feels about her weight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because at the end of the day, yeah. it doesn't matter what size you are. Like, it it really comes down to how you see yourself, right? And what you're yeah. comfortable with people calling you. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's possible yeah. that she could be one of these people that would like to be able to put on weight, and she just cannot. And then when somebody says to you, hey, you should eat a sandwich, it only makes you feel worse. Yeah. It, it's yeah. definitely some fucking high school shit. I think the man- yeah. I think the real asshole is the manager. Like, you have a job, mediate. <laughs> well, there is, there is, yeah. um, there's, so there's a little bit more. It's uh, an edit for more information. And it says, we don't have a HR. There's only six of us working here. Uh, it's a cupcake shop. We're all regular employees. I went to the owner before. I called her Chunky and I asked him to talk to her because I felt she was harassing me. That's when he said we can handle it ourselves. That's why I called her Chunky. Um, does that does that kind of... In fact, to me, that makes me feel like yeah, the manager should definitely have stepped in more so. 100%. Yeah, yes. Yeah, definitely. But it is I childish. Think, I, think I find I, it, I find it's it hard. It's very childish. Yeah. Yeah, it's very childish. I, like I say, I, I think I, slim, slim and skinny. Skinny, not so much, but slim can be used in a positive way. Mm. If you're, if you're, yeah. if you're bigger and you lose weight, and people go, "You look, you look slim," people take that quite positively. Yeah. There's no positive spin on chunky. No. No, it, I think no one wants what, to be called chunky. You, right, it was a knife be... fight, and she came in with a gun. Hey, chunky! <laughs> bang! <laughs> all right, so all right, Shit, so I like, guess another way. Before I kind of get your final answers, uh, the the other way I would put it is, if say skinny or toothpick is the mean version of slim, what is the nice version of chunky? Hey, curvy, swole, curvy, swole. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay, um, yeah, buxom. maybe buxom. Okay, no, no, that's fair. Vivacious. Although I, those aren't things I feel like you can say in the office. No, not really. <laughs> No. They're largely words. They're, they're, I think that they're kind words that we use to describe the same thing. Yeah. Fair enough. But that's just that's well, what not I mean. necessarily no... because I think there is a difference between curvaceous and buxom and chunky. The image that I get in my head for those I... things, they're they're different things. Yeah. Yeah. You know what people would say? They'd say cuddly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe cuddly. That to yeah. me sounds You're like right. an insult. It is an insult. There is no nice way to say someone is a fat person. Yeah, fat is such an ugly word. Though. I think, That's why I think it, you're right. We can't have that proper discussion though. Yeah, and even in her in her description of this woman, didn't she say she's really really fat? Uh, she says she is very overweight. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. I think there's um, it, it yeah. Peop- the way society yeah. sees people, isn't it? So being called slim is not as bad as being yeah. called chunky. I think I think they're they're both being yeah. assholes yeah. but i also kind of feel like slim straight slim shady's being an asshole because she was pushed mm. into it so what do, what do you reckon uh let's find a consensus does to talk and two sugar sugars does talk and two sugars <laughs> does talk and two sugars <laughs> think Christ. this person is an asshole yeah yes. yes yeah we're saying yeah okay if you're listening to this somehow i i don't think you are but hey whatever and i just want to say I wasn't sure if I should do that. Should I give out a username? No. I mean, it's on Reddit, isn't it? Yeah, so it's out there. All right, so this is uh, Ms. Sasha Fierce. Ms. (laughs) Sasha Fierce, if you uh, somehow have stumbled across this, let us know um, what you thought of that. Yeah. And also, I just want to say, on behalf of the pod, we are not fat shamers. 
Um, fat is a thing that you have on you, not what you are. But if you feel that way and can be proud of it, be you. Who cares? It's you live one life. Don't worry about it. I'd like it. to take this moment to say that fat is definitely something I am. So. <laughs> Apart from Robert. Okay, so uh, I've got another one. We are, however, skinny shaped. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, they'll, they'll be alright. Uh, Alright, so, short one. Am I the arsehole for suggesting my seven-year-old name his new stuffed tiger Tig Bitties? So, what he says is, uh, and this is, <laughs> this uh, user on Reddit is, uh, remember you to you. And uh, what they've said is, my son won a stuffed tiger at the fair last night, and he said, he had named him Tig. He asked me what its last name should be. I couldn't help myself and just instantly replied Bitties. Then I turned to my wife to share a smirk, but she was pissed and quickly suggested a few different last names. But my son insisted that he liked Bitties. So now <laughs> his tiger is Tig Bitties. My wife thinks it was completely inappropriate. I think it was a silly joke that went over his head and will have no negative ramifications. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the joke, Tig Bitties, switch uh, the uh, the name or oh, the, the first letter around. What you've got there is, of course, big titties. You might be familiar with the term Tig Old Bitties, which means... Big old titties. <laughs> so this is what this pod's come to. Why did you say? Why did you say titties so straight? <laughs> How did I say it straight? How did I say it strange? Titties. It's like because you said you said big like like just a word, and then you tried to say titties really seriously. So you went, if you don't know, it's big titties. <laughs> titties. But um, it was like they were giving a statement in court. <laughs> so what do we think? Is is that a bit of harmless? fun or is it is it a bit crude and something that you shouldn't be um messing about with when it comes to your kids because they might go into school and starts talking about tig bitties their teacher's gonna hear that maybe and get the reference what do you where do you land (laughs) it's definitely a joke i find funny i think it i think saying it has no negative ramifications is probably incorrect because you're right you could like the kid could go Mm. somewhere and tell someone out or take the Tiger somewhere and say it. Uh, yeah, it's just so. But yeah, use it in a sentence funny. completely inappropriate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I find it hard to say this person is the asshole because I feel like my I feel like I would make this joke. One hundred. I, I, I feel like I would. <laughs> if you hadn't have started this with my seven-year-old son, I would have said this was you <laughs> trying to get. You never know. His uh, his username on Reddit could be uh, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> it was uh remember you to you so uh that's not one of my many aliases i um yeah it's a tough one it's a tough one because it is definitely funny but maybe not appropriate yeah wayne where do you stand mm-hmm. it's like if it uh similar yeah <sighs> yeah it, it is the case of like you're opening yourself up to embarrassment like later on yeah, yeah. potentially yeah. even though i feel like around the house it's probably fine but you can't you can't trust a toddler to not open their mouth and tell everybody your business. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're gonna you're one day one of these days they're definitely gonna be in like a supermarket and he's gonna start screaming that he wants tig bitties. Yeah, mm. like, yeah. The top of his voice. <laughs> and you just just the next him like, Shh, what have I done? I'll be like, what have I done? Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so so we already know where a decent. Man. I'm going. Uh, well, it's not it's not it's not on me, you guys. What's what's the consensus? Where do we land? Arsehole or no? Arsehole's a strong word, but I, I think I've yeah. come down on that side. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's a light arsehole. He's an arsehole yeah. light. He's a bleach. <laughs> <laughs> He's a low-calorie arsehole. Nice. Okay. Uh, one more, um, which is very quickly. Am I the arsehole for sleeping naked on top of the covers to teach my flatmate's girlfriend a lesson? So, I, 21, guy, live with my childhood best friend, uh, also a guy, and uh, they have done for two years. Up until last week, things were perfect. However, uh, his flatmate recently got a new girlfriend, and uh, she seems great. Apart from one thing, she seems to walk into his room without knocking. Um, it, they, he spends a lot of time with them. They're, they're close. It's fine. Um, apart from this, this one thing. And he says that, however, on, least, uh, on at least sorry, seven separate occasions... She's walked in to his room on, um, uh, sorry, walked into his room first thing in the morning asking if he wants coffee. Now he sleeps naked and every time prior to the last one, he's been under the covers and she hasn't seen anything. He always points out that, hey, I sleep naked and that she should knock, but she just giggles and says, um, no, sorry, that's wrong. He says that you could have seen something and she giggles and says, but I didn't. When she stayed over recently in order to make a point, he intentionally slept naked on top of the covers. Sure enough, she walks in uh, at 7am, no uh, no knocking, and asks uh, if he wants a coffee, and sees, you know, the old uh, fella. That's not what he's written here. He's written, <laughs> you know what. She immediately Genius. backs out and didn't speak to him. <laughs> yeah, speaks, um, doesn't speak to him for the rest of the day. Later on, his mate pulled him aside and said that was bang out of order, accused him of deliberately exposing himself and pointed out um, that that was not okay. They're now framing this to others when they talk about it as though he's some sick creep who intentionally got naked in, and lay in wait of her because that's how, American phrase here, that's how he gets his rocks off. Is he the arsehole? No. No. He has to tell his friend though. That's, that's where it starts. Oh, you don't tell the, the girlfriend girl to not come in. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You can't tell the girlfriend not to come in. You have to tell your friend and be like, yeah. "She keeps coming in, and you, my childhood best friend, know that I sleep yeah. naked." Yeah, you talk to your friends. friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, pretty much. Jesus. Maybe, maybe not that extreme, but <laughs> it needs to start. It, you, you're trying to preserve the friendship, okay, and preserve your integrity. So start with your yeah. friend, okay. Because, or at the very least, he's asked her already, and it's not worked. That's good advice. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. To me, it Take does... it to the manager. To, to me, it seems... <laughs> wow. <laughs> to me, it seems as though um, she's the asshole. Yeah. Because for, for those exact reasons, yeah. all that kind of... <laughs> like, it doesn't... It take, You know that after you've had that conversation, the I sleep naked, you might see something. After you've had that conversation once, every time she approaches that door, she knows not to do it and does it yeah. anyway. Exactly. Yeah, Don't exactly. you think? Yeah, just knock. Why would okay, he I... not? Like, is his is? I don't think he's an asshole because it's his room. He can do what he wants. If someone's coming in there yeah. unannounced and he's had a conversation with her already, like, yeah, it's his room. But know it. But yeah. on his part, knowing that she'd do that, yeah, but he could have. Don't you know? She shouldn't do it. Nah. Yeah. So we're okay with the kind of teaching her a room. lesson, kind of. I mean, approach. not really, but because no. I guess that's kind of the crux of it. That's the am I the asshole? I did this to teach her a lesson. Am I the arsehole? But he already he already slept naked though. Yeah. So he if he if it was like she kept coming into his room and he didn't like the fact that she was coming in, so to teach her a lesson, he decided to sleep naked for the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's slightly different, but he sleeps naked all the but, time, and he said to her, you're going to see something yeah, one day. All he did this time was sleep and, on top of the covers, which is a completely possible yeah, scenario. Like yeah. it can, that yeah, could just day. happen. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's not like, like, how do they know it's something he's done vindictively? That's mm. just something that okay. can happen. I think he's worded that wrong himself. I think because he's put that he, he he's written that he did it to teach her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. But he he said I sleep naked. He slept naked. I mean that's just that's yeah. Cool. Fair enough. So uh, from the sounds of things, uh, the the general consensus is no, this person's not an arsehole, and you should knock before you go into someone's room. Yes, hundred percent. Cool. Wicked. Time for the quick fire round. Quick fire questions. Quick fire round. Quick fire round. Quick fire round. Quick fire round. Bong. Uh, yeah. Uh, quick fire questions is the name of the game, and answering pointless questions is our aim. Uh, for those of you who have never um, listened before, um, we've got three quick fire questions which I'll pose uh, in would you rather form. Um, I'll pose them to a pair of pair of these uh, lovely hosts. Uh, they've got 15 seconds to answer. Um, I'll give my thoughts. Whoever's not uh, whoever's not participating will give their thoughts. Uh, and we'll have somebody come out as the winner of fuck all at the end. Um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, this week, um, I kind of wanted to go for a theme. I think Wayne had a theme of uh, the hen night last week, which, which I thought worked really well. Uh, but I couldn't really think of much. Uh, and I ended up settling on uh, the most annoying would you rather questions ever. Uh, so enjoy, lads. <laughs> uh, first up, we'll go for... Uh, Adisa versus Roberts. And the question is... Would you rather always have a laggy internet connection or always have a cracked phone screen? That's Adisa chiming in. I uh, should have just mentioned the uh, the lads will chime in with um, with their own uh, kind of buzzers when, they're, when they think they've got an answer. So, uh, Adisa, your time's on the boards. Uh, choosing between laggy internet connection or always having a cracked phone screen. Time's up. Off you go. Okay, I'd rather have the cracked phone screen because that's basically how most iPhone users live, I believe. If your internet is laggy, then you can't enjoy Netflix and many of these movies that we're watching. If your screen is cracked, it's not great. But really, when you're my age, you don't really play games in that. It's just WhatsApp and memes. Robert, you're defending uh, laggy internet connection. Time's on you. Uh, a laggy internet connection isn't that bad, honestly. I mean, porn is getting pretty good these days. And <laughs> you don't need the best internet connection in the world for it to get ahead of itself and for you to be able to enjoy the enjoyments of, of the hub. <laughs> Time. <laughs> Product placement with the hub. The hub. But there, there are other hubs available. Yeah, we have to stay impartial on, uh, on Talking Two Sugars. Uh, Wayne, some thoughts? Uh, Robert came out of the gate quite strong. I thought he had a, a like a, a more solid argument behind his uh, pornography stance. I mean, no one's trying to, no one's trying to watch this fifty-two k dial-up quality porn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he didn't say he didn't say my internet quality was bad. He just said it was laggy. Mm, fine, that's true. It's broadband. It's just not always there. Dad, get off the line. <laughs> <laughs> but don't come in here. <laughs> I can't see anything on a cracked screen. Pointless. Best internet in the world. Can't see shit. 
siding with Adisa on this one. Oh wow. Um, yeah, I, I, the thing about Adisa is one. He said, "This is how iPhone users live," and I know mm, for a true. fact he hates iPhone users. So. <laughs> but no, um, I think I'm going to give it to Rob and his uh, his <gasps> pornography stance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One point to the Robster. Can I just say, I would have gone a different route, but for the last couple of weeks, I've been penalised for giving too serious an answer. (laughs) This is why we don't ask you how you're doing at the start. I'm in this game to win, so (laughs) I ain't fucking about. Uh, Round two, we're going to go with um, Wayne versus Elisa. Would you rather live with someone who plays really loud music all night, or... Live with someone who never washes their dishes. That gong you can hear is uh, the sound of Adisa um, getting ready to mate. Uh, Adisa, 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> On you, uh, go. Rather live with someone who never washes their dishes because I might have to wash their dishes or put them in a dishwasher, which is no problem, but at least I get a good night's sleep. I feel like I can spend 10 minutes washing dishes or putting them in a dishwasher, but eight hours of no sleep or even less, it's, uh, that's, that's going to wreck your life. So the dishes won't. Wayne, you are now defending living with someone playing, who plays loud music all night. As somebody who's lived with uh, both of these people and currently lived with one, um, I can't talk too loudly in case the person who plays music <laughs> uh, hears me. Um, I am quite a heavy sleeper, so... The eight hours of music is not too much of a problem for me. I've lived with it. I've done it before. And you wonder what? I can get through it. Time. Two good arguments. Robert, some thoughts? Yeah, they, they were two good arguments. Very um, methodical. Very thought out. Uh, I've also lived with people that did this. In one house, I had one person that did both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they are normally the same people, I feel, actually. <laughs> yeah. Dickheads. <laughs> um, I'm. I feel to give the point to Wayne. Uh, and the reason being, if you can, if you can, if you're a heavy sleeper, you can get through it. Then the rest of it's a dream. But if someone is, if someone uses a, a load of plates and they're just disgusting on the side, uh, there's a point where you don't even want to touch them, and then it's a, not a nice environment to live in, and then you you feel kind of enclosed away. So I, I, I'm going to give the point to Wayne. I am. Um... Come on, Louis. My thoughts on this. Adisa had a really strong argument because if you are well rested, you can deal with pretty much anything, I think. And if I, I think if you don't get enough sleep, then that's when you get cranky and little things start to annoy you. But Wayne's argument was uh, was really strong. Um, if you <sighs> if you if you get a lot, if you uh, sorry, if you're a heavy sleeper, then it doesn't really matter if they're playing music really loud because fuck them. Uh, so points go to Wayne. Nice. Uh, I've, had experience. With, I've had it with the, you, you deep sleeping porn enthusiasts. I'm not a porn. Hey, I'm not an enthusiast. I'm a connoisseur. <laughs> uh, yeah, so point to Robert, point to Wayne. Nil point to, uh, to Adisa, as they say in the Eurovision. And the final round uh, is between two with a point. Uh, so all to play for. Robert versus Wayne, round three. Question being, would you rather have someone always walking slowly in front of you or always be stopped by charity fundraisers? Wayne. Oh, that was an extremely close one. I think that was Robert first. At least, have you got any, <sighs> yeah. anything, anything clearer? No, I think, it, I, think, I think Wayne started during the O. 
during Robert's O, I think. Oh. Uh, yeah, I checked VAR on this one, and uh, it was it was Robert. Ha. Um, <laughs> so we're going going with uh, going Robert. Ready? Time is on you. Off you go. Uh, I, I would prefer to be stuck behind someone walking slowly. Um, okay, yeah, walking slowly is pretty annoying, but at least I'm going where I want to go. I haven't got to have any conversations with people I don't want to have. I haven't got to feel awkward about someone trying to get money from me. I am just inconvenienced slightly by walking slowly. And you know what? I mean, I get to enjoy music more. Time. Yeah, Wayne. pained in the arse for doing it seriously. I should have gone with... <laughs> always porn! I know where my point's going, but Wayne... <laughs> That's basically what I got penalised for. Back when I was goose-stepping through my answers, I was picking up plenty of points. <laughs> I don't think you were. You're misremembering that. No one gave you any points. <laughs> it's fascism every week. Uh, Wayne, Wayne, you are defending, uh, always being stopped by charity fundraisers. Uh, off you go. Time starts now. I'm, I'm happy to be stopped by a charity fundraiser because they're students and they don't get paid very much for their time. So it's only polite to stop, have a chat and politely say no to people. In fact, you might make a friend or you may be able to give some money to a charity that really deserves it. Two very positive answers. Uh, Adisa, help me out. Um, I find both of those I find both of those things so annoying that it was hard to listen to the answers and not just sit here in a rage. <laughs> but um <laughs> I think I think I've got to give it to Wayne. I think I find <gasps> yeah, I think I, I mean, I'll be honest, the argument's not great. But I think <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I find, all right, so I think that's less annoying. I think there is more to, yeah, cl- politely declining. And you know what, if it's a good cause and I've got a few quid, why not? But when it comes to people that are slowly walking in your way, that I I can't hear the music that Robert was about to you say he's, bear, he's enjoying. You've got to bear in mind, constantly being stopped. Not stopped once constantly being stopped but then constantly being behind somebody that's slow like, i'm a fast walker like, i'm always passing. you ain't gonna be people. walking that fast if you always got to stop and talk to people yeah which is true which is true but i feel like i can i have the option of being rude to them <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i don't know i don't know if i, I if i've got that wrong but it, my uh my understanding is that i can be like Shut up and keep going. If I want to, stop. you have, you have to, to stop, stop, but you can and be rude and then go off. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm more comfortable stopping and being rude than I am being behind people. I'm afraid. Well, it wasn't your turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two really, really strong answers on this, and I liked the fact that they were both so positive. Uh, Wayne coming with kind yeah. of like, um, you know, you can make a friend, you could be nice to someone, you could give some money to charity really positive outlook on life which i think we need more of. and rob kind of like you can change your outlook you don't why are we always in a rush why do we need to be going somewhere let's just enjoy the music let's enjoy life as it comes to us uh so i and adisa came out here from sprinting with something else in turvy um uh, so yeah i enjoyed both answers i'm gonna give the point to robert um, oh. I I think that's what I would personally find less annoying. Um, I think being stopped and having to talk to someone, even when you're not in a, in the right mood, is is extremely annoying. I like the kind of changing outlook and not having to rush everywhere so fast. So that's where the points going. Well done for being logical and um, <sighs> and yeah, uh, well played everyone else apart from Adisa. Uh, 
<laughs> Tune in next week. Just for the record, I did not believe in a word I said. <laughs> I'm not getting stuck. I don't want to be stopped. Like, I understand you're a student and you need the money and you get paid like £6 two, and then they make up the rest in whatever charity donations you get. And no, you can't make a friend. I spoke to one once. <laughs> I think I still get emails from them. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad helps, made the I right choice. don't believe a word I said. Oh. So, oh. Anyway. Uh, well, anyway, that's destroyed my faith in humanity. On to the next section. Reviews. Okay, so uh, this week, in order to shamelessly ride the coattails of the announcement of the new Bill and Ted movie, uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music, we decided to watch uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Um, there is a lot of um, like facts and like behind-the-scenes stuff that I looked up about this, like so much so that I, I really couldn't fit it into all of my notes. So, mm. I'll, yeah, uh, if it comes up, I'll pick up on a few of the bits and pieces. But um, just a quick run-through of the um, of the the plot of the movie. Spoilers ahead, um, just in case you haven't seen it. Right, so it opens with uh, Rufus, uh, played by George Carlin, in the year 2688. Uh, and he's telling us uh, of the beautiful future that's uh, soon to come, thanks to two slackers who love their music in 1988. And he has to help get them back on track so that we can get to our peaceful future. Um, we then cut across to Bill and Ted, who are very poorly or perhaps not even at all, playing their guitars in uh, a garage. Then we go to class and we see that they are failing their history midterm, exam. They're, they're failing history in general because they're yeah. two 90 slackers, probably close to actually quite a few uh, contemporaries, like Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World, Beavis and Butthead. It's just something about the 90s slacker that just... Uh, I, like, I used to love that stereotype. Mm. Now I feel it's like really, really dated. Was this before or after Wayne's World? So it was this movie came after oh. the Saturday Night Live sketch, but oh. before the movie. Okay, okay. And it was also based on like, a sketch comedy thing that was done by the two writers. Yeah. So it almost has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Those are the two I always get mixed up. That's the only reason I ask. When people bring it up and I can't remember which is which, and I've got kind of yeah. like Mike Myers, Wayne's World. Yeah, I, I got confused. Do you think you could also identify which is Bill and which is Ted? Shit. <laughs> I could. I remember making a Bill, point of remembering. Who is Keanu yes. Reeves? No, it? Ted is. Who is Keanu, Ted Reeves? Is Keanu Reeves? Ted's Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Ted's Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted Theodore Logan. Yeah. Yes. And Bill S. Preston, Esquire. <laughs> Esquire. Yeah. So those are our two uh, protagonists throughout most of this film who regularly introduce themselves uh, in that manner. Right. So in order to uh, preserve our peaceful future, Rufus um, travels back in time in a phone booth, an American phone booth with like a disassembled umbrella attached to the the roof. Oh yeah. I also didn't notice that. I've I've seen this movie probably four times and I watched it probably two years ago and only this time did I realise that it's just a disassembled umbrella mm. that they just sort of stuck to the roof. I didn't notice that until it was an issue. Like I didn't notice it when it the the phone booth was first introduced. Only when they get stuck in prehistoric yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So now that they have their phone booth, they tra Rufus sort of explains it to them how it works. 
So they travel back in time to Napoleon's era, and Napoleon accidentally gets caught up when they travel back to San Dimas in 1988, which gives them the idea that in order, then rather than learn about history, they could just take people throughout history. I also notice that Rufus says that there's basically no consequences to their time travel. He says you can do anything, yeah. and there's. I feel like even Back to the Future, there are rules. They present yeah. the rules, but in this, for the some reason, thing they have to do is be back in time to give their presentation. Like, yeah, <laughs> I quite like that. that. Is it? Which, I, but it's an odd rule to give to people that can travel through. Well, the thing is... It, exactly, yeah. it's, it's loose. Where it it's kind really of loose. Apart, where it kind of falls apart is, I guess what we've got to say is, it's um, it's one of those times or, or universes where it doesn't matter what you do in the past because it's already happened. Kind of, That's kind of what I assume it is. That's kind of the general... Yeah. But if that's the case, yeah. then there's no reason for Rufus to go back because their future will already be there because they've already done whatever. Do you see what I mean? So it doesn't make sense. But they do but they do say, he says they have to make sure that he does it because yeah. if they don't, if they get separated, then their future wouldn't be as rad. Yeah. yeah. But the, yeah, my, so they have so, so the past must have an influence on the future. And also there's a few bits in Bob's later on in the movie that I'm sure Wayne will get to where they, they prove that time is like bending around oh, him. okay yeah. yeah the kind of rule thing is interesting because whenever there's like a time travel movie there's always a, quite a big focus on like the rules and not mm. going back and messing things up and the, the, the typical kind of back to the future Marty McFly yeah um, kind of thing and it, there's a lot of kind of just like as, as Wayne says it's just kind of yeah you can basically do whatever you want apart from the clock in San Dimas keeps ticking or something uh, yeah yeah I mean, to be yeah. fair, I quite liked it. I liked that there was no massive exposition dump. It was just that and then yeah. crack on. Yeah. So now that they have the time machine, they do quite a few jumps throughout history, starting with Billy the Kid. They go back to the Old West. They spend a few minutes there where they sort of get into a bar brawl over like a really poorly played poker game. Then they escape, go to see Socrates or Socrates. <laughs> I also really like the fact that Ted never really... F- like, Ted is so stupid that he just he never really figures out anybody's name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, apparently, in one of the previous drafts of the script, they were going to go see Charlemagne, and they were going to call him Charlie Man. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, uh. <laughs> then they, after getting uh, Billy the Kid and Socrates, they go and find the princesses, which I, I don't know yeah. if princesses... I don't think the princesses are historical figures, because nah. then they've been removed from their time. But... Do they take anybody back from that period, or do they just leave? No, they just leave. They, 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 just leave yeah. that's, that's what it's like, you see pretty ladies. So, while, we're on this, while we're on this bit, I'll bring up, they dress up in medieval armor in the castle yeah yeah to, to get past like the guard they have a fight as you would i mean who wouldn't you fucking armor too long. and then and then bill accidentally knocks ted down the stairs yeah and <laughs> then ted is stabbed by a sword because obviously they don't know who this man is in armor so they just stab him and then you know they ensue they try and find bill bill comes downstairs and then he finds ted and he says that the fool knocked him out of his armor <laughs> He's wearing full armor. I don't see what the problem armor, is. Armor, legs, helmet. How does falling? <laughs> How many times, right? Have you like you fallen over and then all your clothes are just constantly? It's <laughs> <laughs> a serious medical issue you've got, man. That or my clothes are like, cheating clothes. <laughs> they explode on contact. It's definitely a plot hole. Yeah, it's not the best. Like there are there are some really big plot holes in this movie. I was gonna say, sorry to jump in. Um, no good. The in when they when they pick up Billy the Kid, this is something I thought of and then looked up. Uh, the fight scene that you just mentioned is almost like a direct copy of the one from Airplane, the Leslie oh. um, 
Nielsen movie. Really? Yeah, you know, so you know, he's um, uh, his character's in a bar and he's like a girl scout, girl girl guide kind of thing. Having yeah, a oh, fight. yeah, this rings yeah. a bell. Yeah. And it's literally, it's, it's almost like like scene for scene copy. It's like they start, oh. it starts over like cards. Someone gets flung and slides across the bar, put their head through something. Yeah, I thought it was a nice little nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Hopefully it is an odd and they didn't just take it. No one, we brought up, obviously, brought up a few other time travel movies, but no one brings up their clothes, to the best of my knowledge. No. Yeah. No one says yeah. it. In but they do seem to be noticeably different, I think. I think a couple of times yeah. people are, look at them and that's that's probably about it. Yeah. They just look at them because they're too strange. And that, yeah. Rather than what there is that like in like I say yeah in Back to the Future they bring up the clothes and like it's a big deal he has to like why are you wearing a life preserver (laughs) 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 but in this one like there's none of that it's like at all and if and also the people that they talk to seem really chill about it yes yes they're happy to be kidnapped they all seem to be (laughs) real cool but I like that I really liked that I liked that the film was so laid back that everybody that they kidnapped was just cool nobody was like ah it was all just okay and they were they were friends like everybody got on like it was cool which again considering the fact that quite a few of them didn't speak English yeah so they were being properly kidnapped. Like, <laughs> no idea what They're was going on. Totally tranquil dudes. That's, that's the power of Bill and Ted. And that's what their music will give us in the future. Excellent. We're leaving the English castle and we're moving on. Yeah. Again, plot hole. So once they sort of meet up with the princesses and they like them because they're hot, because, I mean, what else? What other reason do you need? <laughs> they get caught by the ugly dukes, <laughs> the, uh, the ugly guys that they have to marry or something. And then they're about to be beheaded. And Bill and Kid and so Socrates are the um, the executioners, which they don't they never really explain how they got in there, how they knew that they were being executed or anything. If anything, what I'm realizing from this chat is that this film is like super duper laid back. They don't really yeah yeah, yeah they're like whatever. It's just can happen. Like Socrates isn't orbited the kid. I picked Socrates because like 400 BC when they get him. He didn't question the fact that he's got into what he doesn't understand as a phone mm-hmm. travelled through what he doesn't understand is space or time and landed in a place that he doesn't understand and yet he's dressed up as the executioner to stop yeah, this. Yeah, because I would have loved to have seen the scene of Billy the Kid explaining to the Latin-speaking Socrates <laughs> that they have to dress up as executioners to save <laughs> <laughs> these two a, people he met like five minutes ago. That's a 45-minute scene that they had to cut from the movie <laughs> <laughs> then they accidentally end up in the future which is where they sort of get to see how chill the future is going to be what their future will become and what re- has really good music then I can't remember how or why but they get the idea to go for extra credit and just start kidnapping random people in like a montage and then they go for Freud Beethoven <laughs> Genghis Khan Joan of Arc and then Abraham Lincoln and yeah all throughout this whole thing which I almost think to myself it's almost like they wrote the script and it was only 45 minutes long and they were like how could we like flesh it out a bit more the whole Napoleon storyline yeah. yeah the B plot yeah yeah the subplot this just doesn't doesn't add anything to it if you didn't if you missed all of those parts you wouldn't have missed any of I quite Not enjoyed really. him I quite enjoyed the fact that they just took Napoleon to an ice cream parlor and then took him bowling. I mean, it doesn't add anything, but it's it's okay. I think it's humorous. Yeah, it's humorous. yeah. I, I was I was a little bit concerned, shall we say? I don't know for the children. You, yeah, when they're in, when he's in the water park, he's wearing like a white undergarment. Which what is that white <laughs> undergarment about? It gets really really see through quite. Quickly. I know. It does. It's oh, like he's yeah. like picking kids up. I sort of get he it. He also starts talking to the kids as well. Like it's not like he's just. I thought it was just going to start like pushing kids out of the way to get on the water slide mm. again. 
But he starts like talking to like the little girl yeah. and stuff. It's really, it is weird. It is weird. Yeah. It's like that was a scene that they caught of the guy just at the water park, <laughs> and it wasn't. In the I'll film. say it, I don't <laughs> think they make that same scene in Twenty Twenty. No, I'll say that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So after one montage, we almost jump straight into another montage. Like Bill and Ted take all their historical figures. They take them to the mall, even though they've got like twenty minutes until they have to be on stage to give their to give their essay for the final exam. But they take them all to the mall and then more hijinks ensues um, where all the historical figures go to different stores and just sort of have fun again. Like Genghis Khan goes to a sports shop and he like decapitates a mannequin because he really likes the baseball, the baseball bat instead of his club. Beethoven starts like rocking on some like electric uh, electric uh, keyboards and for some reason Joan of Arc gives an aerobics class because I mean I studied history and that's clearly in line with uh, <laughs> everything that she did I mean you gotta do something with her I suppose she can't kill the English I quite liked um, Billy the Kids and Socrates trying to pick up chicks and I like that they I like there was that thing that they kind of got picked up first and they kind of went on a couple uh, adventures together first, so and so they yeah. stayed together. I quite like that little that little bromance between Billy the Kid and Socrates. I thought that was quite quite cool. Yeah. What, I like that. what does she? The three so weird or something? And he goes, "Nah, we're we're from history or something ridiculous." He pulls out like his own wanted. Oh poster. yeah, yeah. We're from we're Billy from history. Kid. Yeah, you know, yeah. which yeah. is we're which history, is quite a bold because yeah. surely anyone can make that claim. I often do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just jumping like jumping way back, just like way back. I feel like I know what you're going to say, but please continue. Uh, <laughs> well, we're just talking about Napoleon. Okay. This weird interaction with like small children. So. <laughs> If you've just yeah, in tuned movie, in, we're in talking about Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. See, when you meet, so you meet Bill's stepmom. Oh fuck! And Bill's yeah. stepmom yeah. used to be is is what like two years older than Bill because when they were freshmen, she was a senior. Yeah, so, so there's a potential age gap years. of three years. Oh, four years, yeah, sorry. At best. At three best. Three years, yeah? Or four Sophomore years. Four years at best. Yeah. And yeah. they bring it up, it's like a reoccurring joke a few times where they, what's her name? I can't remember it. Missy? Yeah, Missy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Missy. Yeah, yeah. So he calls her Missy, she says, mm, and he calls her mum, and it's like a bit of a joke. And I think if they had kept it there, I would have been like, okay, that's the weird joke, and it's a little bit odd, but it's okay. But then... When you meet his dad, and his dad is obviously much older, there's a particular scene right early on in the film that I thought was really strange, and it's when they're in they're in Bill's room talking about trying to do the history, and they're like reading through the books, and Head's not really listening because he's jumping on the bed yeah. or whatever, and then Missy comes in with snacks, and it's all ha 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 ha, and then her dad, uh, his dad walks in, and it gets a bit weird, and she looks a little bit uncomfortable in the scene. Yes. And then he gives Bill and Ted money to leave, and then like stares at them and just closes the door. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> speaking of snacks, it's, Missy it's, is quite the snack. But yeah, it's quite. Was she? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's pretty weird to be like, "Here's some money. We're gonna bang in your room now." It's so I don't understand why they put that this this plot in the movie. No, it doesn't yeah. have much bearing on anything else. It's, it's the creepy door shut for me that made it like, it went from being a very odd scene mm-hmm. to a very disturbing scene where he just stared at them, slowly mm-hmm. closed the door. Six to midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's, it's like, a joke that they wanted to make, so they kept the character. 
and I guess you've got you've got to keep referring to it. I suppose once she's in there, yeah, people are going to notice and they're going to have things to say. So they had to yeah. do that. If I had it- to take a guess, I'd say it's probably a leftover from the sketch. Like you imagine Maybe, two yeah. guys on stage, they're bouncing off each other, and then one of them says, "Hey, your stepmom's hot," and then the other one says, "Don't say that. She used to be in school with us." Yeah, yeah. The yeah, audience yeah. laughs. Yeah. It becomes a joke that you just stick with, yes. and then when you make a movie, like you have to put it in. Could, I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have made her a teacher rather than a child. Not a child, but it pretty much. I mean, she's over the age of twenty, because potentially. So what? They're even seventeen, still. eighteen in this movie. So she's twenty-one, twenty-two. Yeah. And he's definitely in his... Yeah. He's not older. But it's a creepy door. And then they make a joke about it anyway. Ted makes a joke because he's like, oh, they're going to do it in your room. And he's like, shut up. It's true, though. It also, like, no, it won't change the sheets. That's the worst part. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Wayne. Yeah. So fast forward again. Yeah. Uh, so basically, we're near the end of the film now. Um, and after the hijinks, after um, all the... Historical figures have had their fun at the mall. Um, the police get involved. Uh, another plot hole, maybe. So they arrest everybody for sort of disturbing the peace. Like, Joan of Arc got on stage when there was a roving instructor that was supposed to be there. Genghis Khan has obviously, like, attacked... Well, he's, he attacked the mannequin. But, oh, and Abraham Lincoln goes to get his picture taken at, like, an old-timey photo booth. And the, he's like, this is my hat, and he runs away. But Beethoven hadn't really done anything. He... Yeah was playing some instruments, he drew a crowd, and then he got arrested. What did Billy the Kid and Socrates do? Well, Billy the Kid got arrested with Genghis Khan, so it's possible that he just got mixed up. Yeah, there's a lot of tenuous arrests here. It goes kind of goes back to the, the news that we were talking about. That guy fighting would have been locked away for years on end. <laughs> so right, we jump to the uh, police station, which is when like the time travel hijinks comes into it, because yes. Bill and Ted have to get the historical figures out of jail, and they don't know how to do it because they need Ted's dad's keys, which have been lost. So they just look at each other and they say, all we have to do is go back in time later and drop them off before we got here. Yeah, and that just means that the keys are there. I like, which that. again is really good because they they don't go to like any like long lengths to like show you the before and the after. They, they're just two idiots are like, yeah, but we could mess with time in this way. And then magically they have the keys. They sneak around, they let the guys out of, they let the historical figures out of jail, which I don't know how they got them through that window. The window just didn't have bars on it. They didn't really explain. I guess they're, in, they're behind bars. You don't have to bar that window, do you? No. If they're in a cell, you don't have to, not everything has to, if they're already being cap, like in cap, um, captivity, they don't have to be I mean, if I was building a small jail, I would put bars on the cells and probably not have a man-sized open window. I mean, that's, that's no, just me. The, the no, window's no, not no, in no, the no, cell. No, they let them no, out, out of the cell. The yeah, it's like in the, the prison corridor. Yeah, but would you have a man-sized window that could open all the way? I mean, no. Uh, it's, just, it's just about precautions, is all I'm saying. You're asking for trouble, yeah, you're right. Uh, before we, again, before we move on, so talking about, like, Bill and Ted's ability now to just kind of make things happen by essentially remembering that they did it in the future so that it happened in the past. Yeah. So I understand it with the keys. Yeah. The keys make sense because they're like, oh, I'm going to leave it by this sign. Oh, there it is. But there's two other incidents that this happened in this scene mm-hmm. that make less sense. So, number one, to distract uh, Bill's Bill's dad, Ted's dad. Ted, Ted's, Ted's, dad. Ted's dad, to distract Ted's dad the, in the police station, he remembers that he had a cassette player. Oh and yeah, recorded something on it. But when he says, "What do I say?" They've already got the tape, so he doesn't remember that. They also don't explain how it ends up where it is in the corner. 
telling his dad to go look at it. It just appears in the corner, but he doesn't look at that corner. He's not near that corner. It just starts playing while they're hiding, which means he didn't have that as a thought. It just happened. Second thing is when the when the dad finds out that they're sneaking everybody out of the ridiculously sized window in the ridiculous place in the prison, he remembers a bin and the bin just falls on his head. Yeah. <laughs> I like That's how time works, Robert. Pick up a book. But for that but for that to happen, that must be real time, which means that there should have been another Ted there dropping that bin on his head. Exactly. It was suspended on a time also, matrix. Just jumping back quickly, just jumping back a few scenes because um, apparently I'm just taking this over. There's a scene early on when they first meet Rufus where they meet themselves. Yeah. So themselves come back in time and they meet themselves and they talk to themselves and kind of convince themselves to go with Rufus back in time. And you see Bill and Ted live that session out again. From the other so side. come back in time from the other side. When they first arrive, there's no historical figures. In no. There. Yeah. There is. No, there is. There is. There is. Yes. Is there? Yeah, there's like one guy out. pressed up against the glass. Yeah. When I... When I yeah, so when I watched it in the in the first time they do that scene, you can't see them clearly at first. And then when... Uh, was George Carlin? Rufus is talking to them when he turns around and talks to, uh, I guess, the, the before Bill and Ted... You can, there's definitely people in there. You can definitely make them out. At that stage, you haven't met them, so you don't know who they are, but there's definitely people in there. I didn't think there was people in there. Uh, Because when they go to the future, when they end up with the dinosaurs and uh, Ted's handing out pudding, when they travel back, there seems to be ample space in that phone box because no one's pressed up against anything. They're kind of just standing there with enough space to travel back through. Just before it crashes, they there's so many people that they have to ride the phone box sideways <laughs> so that they have enough people to stand up inside yeah, it. Yeah. But then later on, they can somehow manage to squeeze uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, about ten, nine, ten people in there in one phone box. Like Doctor Who. This is a very laid back film in more than just yeah. it's in more than just the characters. Yeah, sorry, everyone's broken out of prison. Uh, yeah, and then we get our big ending, which uh, when I watched this about two years ago, I thought to myself, if I was a history teacher, I'd be like, well, these guys clearly didn't learn anything. Like, all they did was get a bunch of... Out-of-work like, actors. Yeah, and then, <laughs> like, what do you do? I used to uh, play uh, Abraham Lincoln at the Historical Museum, Basically, and yeah. I don't really have any work anymore. But here's twenty. Here's $20. Come on stage and just say what you used to say. I, yeah. I too, had this, had this thought, and it was going to be my main critique of the film. It was like, why are they bringing back historical figures to speak? People aren't going to believe they're act- like it's actually Genghis Khan, <laughs> so they're not going to get any credit for it. But to their, to, but to be honest, they do like they when they introduce them, they're like, "This guy is from this year." Yeah, yeah. So there is kind of like some sort of historical knowledge. My issue with my issue with this, uh, let's face it, this film is very serious. It needs it needs this <laughs> level of critique. <laughs> the question they were asked is, "What would a historical figure think?" of this town if they could see it today so like what would their opinion be of it and that's why they take them to the mall and they're like have a look around and then give us your opinion about what you think (laughs) okay so they get them on stage and they introduce them so they're like yeah okay so they now are aware that Joan of Arc isn't Noah's wife but they don't ever answer the question. They never explain what, like, I think it's only Socrates where they're like, and he loves this yeah. area when Ted's yeah. Yeah. Like, interpreting 
nonsense. So they don't answer. I thought it was going to be like that scene in um, Billy Madison. So I thought they were going to put on a huge show, yeah. do everything, be like, yeah, no, 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 no. And then his teacher was going to be like, you've disrupted this class. You've done this and this. You've not answered the question. Anyway, I award you no points and you still fail the class. And they were going to be like, oh, and then like the crowd were going to be like, boo. And then it was all going to get turned around that way. Yeah. Because they put on a show where they don't answer that fucking question. And let's face it, that's important. I think it speaks to our age. I feel like if we were teenagers, maybe if we were still in college, we'd be like, nah, like, that's fine. I could, I could turn in a history paper by getting an out-of-work actors. That crusty dean. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's pretty much the film from beginning to end. A hell of a goddamn romp, uh, full of lots of plot holes. I mean, were there anything else that anybody else wanted to... Fun fact... Uh, apparently it was originally going to be a time van and they were going to go and get yeah. Adolf Hitler. Oh, Lord. Ha. And they realized that this might be problematic, so they, they did some rewrites. I mean... I'd watch that movie. I think they made a good choice in not doing that because one of the things that I was worried about the second they picked up Napoleon is that the the kind of side plot would be Napoleon's in the modern day and now he's going to try and take over. Or da, 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 yeah. da. And I feel like oh, if they did... Oh, that would have been bad. Yeah, that's just it. Yeah. And it would have been really... I feel, even though I can't name another movie that's done that, it seems like the predictable angle to take. Yeah. Where he yeah. kind of just goes and has ice cream and bowls and stuff, I thought that was quite good. But I think if you if you take your, your time mystery machine back and pick up, um, you kind of have to go down that route. I can't see, even though it's a comedy, I, I don't know if I can see Hitler just having some ice cream with all these, you know, dark, curly-haired people around. Could you also imagine eating a large bowl of ice cream and having two service staff come up to you, turn their nose up and say, oink, 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 piggy just ate all the ice cream? <laughs> I mean, I'd be upset. And they give him the, they give him, they give him the badge. He, the, he's the Ziggy Piggy or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't eat there again. But I just spent a lot of money on that. <laughs> I'd be like, ooh, badge. <laughs> I I really enjoyed George Carlin. Yes. I, I I'd never watched this movie before before today. Same. And Same. I love George Carlin and I didn't realise he was in it. Welcome welcome sight. Oh, he does do well as Rufus. Yes. yes. He he doesn't have many scenes, but there's he brings a lot to the role. Yeah. George Carlin's a cool guy, yeah. man, and I think he brings that to this. Another fun fact, they wanted that person to be they wanted Rufus to be played by Van Halen. Because obviously uh, uh, Bill and Ted idolized yeah. Van Halen so much, yeah. so but uh Van Halen was too expensive. So they went with the next best thing. Somebody who I'm not sure how big George Carlin was at that time. Yeah. Big enough to be a name, but not big enough to be quite the figure he is now. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where does this sit in? Is this like uh, Keanu Reeves' first ever movie? Yeah, uh, his first. That's sort of the reason why a lot of people remember this. Like, this is why I'm so happy that you guys did enjoy it somewhat because apparently, from what I was reading before, uh, a lot of people do just sort of remember this as it's a movie, but it's Keanu Reeves' first movie. Right, right, right. That's right. mainly what it's remembered for by a lot of people. Having having watched this movie and um, having seen Keanu Reeves like in his most recent stuff, I don't know how this next one's gonna go. I don't see how this. That that huh. he's that you said before, he's an idiot in this film. <laughs> he's an idiot. He's a, he's a complete and utter fool. And he's like, yeah, I just don't. I just. It's going to be very difficult to see Keanu Reeves back in. That I feel role. like this is yeah. the movie I've seen Keanu Reeves do the most acting in. As a, instead of just doing shocked face and oh, face, do you see what I mean? Like he, he, it's, yeah. yeah. I've never seen a man so full of expression before. I've never seen it. It's just it's difficult to think of it. So you know, side side yeah. note. 
Um, me, I was speaking to Adisa recently about. Um, so I've, I've started rewatching Community recently. Oh, nice. Um, and I was saying it's very difficult. So it's funny to see like Donald Glover in that childish Gambino, not you know fucking lethal weapon. <laughs> um, and he's obviously in that film as in that sorry in that series as Troy. He's he's a bit of an idiot. He's a ridiculous character. He says and does ridiculous things. Yeah. And I just can't picture Donald Glover picking that character up again now so if yeah. they were to do a film i just can't, it's hard. can't yeah. see this they, um, serious character he is now be this ridiculous character he was then and it's the same kind of for keanu reeves i find it's very difficult to see neo slash john wick now walk around going excellent like it's just yeah. it doesn't yeah it's difficult to see that's the beauty of acting i suppose we are starting to get up there a bit so as much as I would like to talk about this for another hour, because this is one of my favourites. Let's, let's go for some scores. Me personally, oh, yes, as you know, somebody else go first, because I don't know how highly I want to rate this. <laughs> for me, I mean, I did spend a lot of that movie going, what is this and why did they make this film? But <laughs> for me, it was most triumphant, dude. I'd say... Actually, no, to be fair, I did get bored a little bit in the middle. Um, I just wanted to be able to say most triumph. I'd say huh. maybe a six strong, a strong six. I had fun with it, Solid. but it was a bit eh in places. Yeah, six. Yeah, I I enjoyed this movie. I I I don't know if my enjoyment came from. I've been meaning to watch it for a while. It's obviously like a kind of a cult classic. Mm. People rave about it. As you say, it's one of your favorite movies, right? And I heard a lot about it. And had been meaning to watch it for a long time. But no, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed Bill. I enjoyed Ted. I enjoyed uh, George Carlin as Rufus. Um, there were bits that didn't make sense, but kind of that kind of movie. It felt a little bit like a an after school special trying to get kids to be into history with a <laughs> yeah. weird, weird stepmom subplot. Oh yeah. But no, overall I thought it was a, a, a good movie and I'll give it a seven. I think I agree with Louis. So I also hadn't I haven't seen this film before and it has always been on the list. I think I was slightly put off because I kept getting it confused yeah. with Wayne's World. Mm. And I have seen Wayne's World, I didn't like it as much. I think Wayne's was more about the music and it's not as ridiculous. But I did enjoy it. I Again, as, as I've said previously, I enjoy ridiculous humour and it's had enough of it to keep me amused. I don't think I was bored at any point. So I'm going to give it a bobacious eight. Ooh. I can't help but notice you keep saying bobacious instead of bobacious, <laughs> which is quite funny <laughs> to me. Bobacious. If they, don't, if they can't say Socrates, <laughs> I'm not saying bobacious. Okay. Uh, after hearing Robert give it an eight, I hope I'm going to give it an eight myself. But, uh, I think I'm going to go for like a seven, uh, a most excellent seven. But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go with the seven. So around the seven on average. Yeah, I feel bad now. I think this is the first time I have given it the lowest, and I feel bad like in my heart because I enjoyed this film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, I guess, wrap things up there and uh, say goodbye for this week. Uh, Louis, say goodbye and let them know where they can reach you. Uh, you can reach me at. Mr. Antwi, that's M-R-A-N-T-W-I on Twitter and Instagram. Zip it up and zip it out. And uh, Rob, where can uh, they reach you? Yeah, you can find me at, as uh, Mr. RJL on Twitter and um, RJLing1 uh, on Instagram. Great. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Wayne, where can everybody find your ass? Uh, they can find me at MilesBehind on Twitter. That's M Y L E S behind um be excellent to each other yes uh and i have yeah audacious and i've been mr adisa at uh mr a d i s a 
holler at all of us uh, talking to, like I said, or us individually, if you like somebody's voice in particular. That's it for now. Party on, dudes. Love you. Bye. Mwah. Sounded wet. It is. Yeah, clean my fucking headphones.